Welcome to Gal Pals Watch. I'm Alicia. I'm Sarah. And this is a podcast where we discuss queer movies for women-ish. Yeah. Inclusively defined. (laughs) Watch movies with gay ladies. Yes. To put it not inclusively. (laughs) (laughs) We try. We try. We try. Um. And today is a really, we're talking about a really interesting film because on the surface, it doesn't seem really queer, no. but I think there is a, a little element to it. Um, and we're talking about The Fallout, which is a 2021 film. It's rated R. So is it 2020. Oh yeah, it is 2021. Yeah. I thought it was 2022 because it, I guess it was made in 21 and it just came out on HBO Max. So it's true. Yes. HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Who have that? Or who have access to a friend or family members HBO? <laughs> oh, I have access to it. <laughs> yes. Um, this is from director Megan Park. This is her first film. Um, and I was doing some research because this cast is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I had seen most of the actors in other roles. So oh, really? I was like, oh, I know that one that person from that person so um but I didn't know anything about Megan Park um but I saw that Shailene Woodley is in this film um and when she was a teenager or young adult starred in the secret life of the American teenager and so did Megan Park well well, I didn't know that I guess they're friends (laughs) yeah so they're, they're friends um and Megan Park also wrote this movie as well and I'm honestly impressed. Mm-hmm. I liked this movie a lot. Uh, I did more too. Than I was expecting to. Yeah, there were parts like, <laughs> uh, you know, I laughed, I cried. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was very artfully done. Um, and, and it felt very realistic. I thought. Mm-hmm. And the summary is um, from IMDb. Um, It's about the unseen faces of tragedy, those who can't turn their pain into affecting positive change in the world because they are too afraid to leave their bedrooms. Three teenagers form a unique and dynamic bond as they navigate the never linear, often confusing journey to heal in a world that feels forever changed. Um, Oh, I kind of like that. It's maybe a little bit overwrought as a summary, but Mm-hmm. I kind of like that they don't even mention that there's a school shooting that happens. Yeah. So um, I just realized that now too. So the whole, you know, incident, the piece that is leaves their lives forever changed is a school shooting. Yeah. And I don't know how many movies you've seen that involve a school shooting. I've only seen, I think two. I watched that Michael Moore documentary like a million years ago, Bowling for Columbine. Yeah, same. Like, I have feelings about Michael Moore that I won't get into, but I also watched that movie. It was called, like, Elephant or something. Yes. Did you see that? I was made to watch that in high school. Are you serious? I was. Oh, my God. That movie is disturbing as fuck. It really was. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, I did not like that movie at all. Mm -hmm. Um, I like that this movie was, like, very deliberate about not making it trauma porn 
-hmm. like the shooting itself is very short and it's at the very beginning of the movie and they Mm -hmm. don't it's not gratuitously violent but it is horrifying and the whole thing it's like in real time where these two main characters Veda and Mia they're both just in the bathroom it's during class Veda gets a text from her little sister Amelia who is also a character that I like a lot um she reminds me a little bit of my little sister who's also Amelia oh that's awesome. <laughs> anyway neither here nor there Amelia <laughs> texts Veda during class to say that she it was like 911 SOS or whatever and it turns out she's gotten her first period and Veda goes into the bathroom just to sort of like call her sister and tell her that it's going to be okay and tell her what to do and then she goes into the bathroom and she just sees Mia in there and it's only the two of them in there Mia is kind of like um she's played by Maddie Ziegler who Mm -hmm. is the dance mom's girl yes and (laughs) in all the Sia um music videos yeah um she's a little bit older now but her character is still a dancer although she doesn't dance very much in the movie um and Veda describes her as an influencer but I don't know I don't really see a ton of evidence of that other than the fact that Veda says it she like has an Instagram account (laughs) yeah but yeah, yeah, she has like videos of her dancing with people, but yeah, it's they don't really necessarily focus too much on no. her influencer status. No. Um, other than in the beginning, that Veda's sort of like poking fun at her, mm-hmm. um, to her um, other friend, yeah. Nick. Nick, her her GBF gay best friend, yes, her gay best friend, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> Side note, that actor does not look like a high school student. He looks like a 35-year-old man. <laughs> Maybe he is. I'm not sure. I didn't actually look that up. But I don't know either. Um, I was like, why is this little girl with this like old man and they're both going to their high school class? <laughs> <laughs> Jenna Ortega, who plays Beta, looks and I believe is very young. I think she's like 19 or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think Maddie Ziegler is like 18, 19. Okay. So maybe even younger. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah so they're in the bathroom together. And um, I guess Mia's putting on some makeup and Beta says something about, you know, like you don't have to wear makeup. And and then they hear these gunshots. And so they're in a stall together. And I think the whole scene is maybe five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point, another student comes in, Quentin, and he has blood on him, which you find out is from his brother who does not survive. And so it's the three of them in there. And then it's over like very quickly mm-hmm. compared to like a movie like Elephant, where it's just like the whole movie is just like this horribly violent, like drawn out mm-hmm. gratuitous thing. Mm-hmm. But I really liked how it does it does convey that like wow five minutes of your life can just like drastically change everything because the movie is about what the title is the fallout where like they're trying to cope afterwards Mm -hmm. and that's that's where the meat of the story is and I like that a lot and I think it was very realistic yeah um I liked a lot of things about this film um one of the I was watching it um 
well, I, I knew that I was going to need to at some point be by myself while I was watching it because mm-hmm. I don't want my kids to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I did and I didn't know how gr- gratuitous it would be or not. And thankfully, it's right. not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the second you hear the one gunshot, like my whole body had like a visceral reaction where like it, my stomach just like dropped and I was like, I gotta go. And I like started yeah. crying like immediately um, <laughs> along with the, the uh, characters too. Right. Yeah. And the way Veda just like pulls Mia in and she's like, come on, come on, come on. Like, let's go. And like telling her to like take off her shoes her shoes are falling. And then, then like her earring falls and it's like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, you know, having the survival instincts and you know helping someone else too um was just like yeah yeah it was it was unreal but I also love that they um so they don't show any of like the gratuitous violence but they also don't show the killer yeah there's no focus on him mention his name until the very end Mm mm-hmm yeah. Oh, or actually in the beginning they oh. do um when but it's only two times. So when Quentin like mm-hmm. comes up and he's like, It's Matt Corgan, I saw him. Uh, oh, I but then that. later on at the very end of the movie, you hear it again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's not a story about him, which is different from Elephant mm-hmm. because I feel like that was, was all about them. And it was kind of like, yeah. Yeah, because it was like this is it was almost like this is why it happens. Yeah. And which is not like we know why it happens. And now this is a different part of a, of the conversation. It's like, what about the people who are left behind mm-hmm. and what they have to deal with mm-hmm. um, and what grief looks like to a teenager? Yeah. And it looks different for all of them. So like Veda goes into this languishing period and and Mia does too. They kind of bond. I mean, they've trauma bonded, like literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they they start sort of, they haven't been friends, you can tell, but like they sort of start to text each other and then like they can't sleep. So they are on Zoom together, like while they're falling asleep. And, um, and then they start to hang out in person and they start drinking and smoking weed and like one thing that I found a little bit unbelievable was that Mia's character just like basically lives alone because her dads like <laughs> are in Europe or whatever and they just like don't come home when they find out that like her she's been through a school shooting like <laughs> I find that really hard to believe yes but, uh, one just believe one thousand percent this was a yeah. movie that I was like I need to suspend disbelief for this because yeah throughout the film which probably takes place over the course of a couple months um (laughs) they're just never there they're never there (laughs) like in their house I just it made no sense to me I was like there's no way you're a parent and you just like you're like oh are you okay okay um so you never like they just like what they just like text her and they're like heard what happened you okay yeah Yeah, uh unreal very unreal (laughs) <laughs> and there's like no other adult in her life apparently but anyway so um besides that I thought it was realistic <laughs> they, like um they hang out and they're they're kind of coping with substances at one point 
Veda takes ecstasy when she's in school. Like she doesn't go back to school for a long time, mm-hmm. longer than pretty much anybody else. And there's also a lot with like her and her family, like her parents who, her mom is played by Julie Bowen, um, who I basically know from Modern Family and that's it. But Same. I think she did a good job as the mom. And like, I really liked the dynamic with the little sister and I really liked the dad. Mm-hmm. Like the dad was just a good dad, you know? Yeah. I One of the things I loved about this film is how veda knows her parents are there for her and and they are supportive and it's so funny but they're so like willing Mm -hmm. yeah they they fuck up like constantly like any other person like they have like the you know like cnn news coverage on while veda's in the room and it's like oh my god you guys are so tone deaf (laughs) like stop that's awful um like it's so triggering what are you yeah. doing um, does like the same thing with Quentin mm, she true. Like, some kind of meme about I don't know dying or something yeah. murder me or something murder like me. That. Yeah. yeah yeah which is also just like um not really thought through <laughs> yeah anyways. yeah not not totally thought through yeah. um, but on the other hand I think it's like something subconscious for her where she is she's maybe trying to find humor or laugh and like is treading sort of close to that line Mm -hmm. like wondering what's funny for her and for him yeah and I thought it's not cruel yeah no none of it is cruel but it is one of those things where you realize how it affects how this moment that five minutes had affected you know everything you do now um and everything you say but there is a line where Veda's like I don't really want to talk to my parents because they just like there's basically there's something that like is blocking her and she doesn't quite know what but she's like I just don't want to talk to my parents which is really shitty because they're actually really good parents yeah and I was like like it's hard to talk to your parents sometimes yeah especially when it's like really when it's something you're confused about you feel like you don't have the words for but she does go to therapy. She goes to mm-hmm. Shailen Woodley for therapy. <laughs> yes. I was like, so I saw Shailen Woodley in the um, cast and I was like, is she going to be playing a teenager? <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, no. <laughs> because she also looks her age, thankfully, you know, um, unlike on, but... Nick, Fein- uh, whoever played Nick uh, yeah. Feinstein or Feinstein. Um looks much older than he actually is yeah um yeah and I thought it was really interesting to see Veda in therapy because she's like I don't want to say manic but she's very like hyper in the beginning mm-hmm. um almost trying to act like it didn't bother her yeah nothing happened mm-hmm. um which obviously the therapist could see right through yeah I think she wants she wanted to put on a front of like yeah this was terrible but like I'm moving on like I'm fine I didn't die like whatever but yeah (laughs) the therapist Mm -hmm. is like oh okay (laughs) I'm gonna call you out on that yeah um and I thought it was really interesting that Veda says I'm very good at managing my emotions Mm -hmm. um she calls herself chill and low-key 
and yep. she doesn't see emotions um as like I think she says as a production or something like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's like hmm that's a yeah. red flag yeah <laughs> but you can also see how like she really believes that because mm -hmm. I mean I can relate where it's like I'll say stuff like oh I don't I don't like drama or whatever but drama is just like life and feelings and like those are very real and like you have to deal with them mm -hmm. like it can feel easier in the moment to just suppress them and say things to yourself like oh here are like the good things I should be grateful for and like let's focus on that but I don't know it's also important to process <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And to get that message, you know, as a teenager is so important. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like, yeah, if I had processed my, you know, trauma, um, my teenage trauma at that point or shortly after, you know, I, it would have done me a world of good instead mm -hmm. of doing it, you know, 15 years later. Um, because it is healthy to feel emotions and kids need to know that mm -hmm. it's not okay to hurt someone because you feel a certain way mm -hmm. um and you have but you have to deal with it and um yeah it's okay to feel yeah. and for others to feel emotions that you don't agree with mm -hmm. and learn how to deal with that too um instead of just kind of going with the flow and thinking everything's okay yeah totally yeah. Oh, um yeah. or like pretending everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah, pretending everything's okay and ignoring it is not the same thing as moving through it. Yeah. Which I think is really um you know popular and with teenagers because they want to seem effortless, right? Yeah. Effortless. Yeah. Effortlessly cool yeah, for a lot or... of adults too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um I'm thinking of teenagers um, mostly because I started watching Euphoria finally. Oh my God. Oh man. We'll have to talk about that at some point. Yeah. Triggered. Um, but it's <laughs> intense. Yes. So um, yeah, I think of how the, the wanting to feel effortless and look like you didn't put much effort into anything um, and not looking like you're trying. I think it's really big with uh, teenagers. I think of like, even in the beginning when Mia's doing her makeup, she's mm -hmm. applying like highlighter to her abs or oh, something. Yeah, and she like looks around first before she does it, before she yeah. like lifts up her little crop top and she like puts it on because she's, I don't know, nervous that someone will see her mm -hmm. and think like, oh, she thinks people care about that mm -hmm. she's putting in effort mm -hmm. so I thought it was really cool to get those glimpses into the teenage yeah. experience I agree and also I feel like this movie does a way better job than euphoria like I love euphoria for being its own thing but um that show is not realistic I oh no thank Christ <laughs> like I really hope it's not anyway <laughs> that's that's exactly what I've been going through I've had a so I only started it this week and I watched this movie last week and I'm oh like, gosh. 
Mar- Mar- like mired in the teenage drama. I'm so fucking scared, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, what if this happens to my babies? Oh. Because we grew- don't worry euphoria is not real life <laughs> <laughs> i know thank god well even this movie too i'm like because uh, yeah, that's a legitimate fear actually yeah because i moved to a uh a more rural area um where i know kids have access to guns like yeah. there's no doubt about it i'm just like please have like the emotional like yeah. intelligence to like deal with your problems and not bring a gun to school please yeah. um so and then like oh go ahead oh I was just saying so it's just like it's been it's been a little scary so (laughs) um I hope you're getting lots of hugs and like (laughs) watching funny TikToks and stuff to like clear your mind yes I've been uh counteracting it with funny tv shows instead at night (laughs) what we do in the shadows specifically oh yes oh I haven't seen the show but the movie really made me watch I'll have to watch the movie I haven't seen it um but yeah that just a warning in case y'all thought this was going to be a fluffy movie (laughs) um well it also does touch on like I think it touches just the right amount on the bigger picture of like America and how Mm. fucked it is and like the gun problem here and how it's just like so tied in with right-wing politicians and like children are basically sacrificed for gun culture Mm. (laughs) I mean I could go on a rant and that's an oversimplification but still it's like true and one of the characters Nick the gay best friend he like his way of coping is to like jump into activist mode and he's like giving interviews and like pushing for legislation and it it's sad that it almost feels like futile yeah because how many have done that how many survivors have done the same thing and nothing fucking happens Mm -hmm. yeah it's so so depressing and then like the end well we can talk about the end yeah um yeah we let's put a pin in that because i do want to discuss that um but it ends up causing you know, Nick's activism ends up causing a tension between um, Nick and Veda. Yeah. Because Veda is, like, so traumatized, she can't get out of bed most days, at least in the beginning. And then when she does get out of bed, she goes to Mia's house, and they hang out and do cute stuff. Um, (laughs) But towards the end... He's like, you're not even doing anything. You just go over to Mia's and pretend nothing ever happened. And she says, that's not fair. And it's not. It's not fair for Nick Nick to say that. Um, Because I'm sure she's also like, she doesn't say this, but yeah, what's the point? Yeah. I'm sure there are some kids that are like, yeah, this is a reality that everyone warned me up. That's why we do drills. Yeah. You know, like. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So stupid um it's really depressing yeah and nick doesn't quite understand that not everyone can just jump into activist mode Mm -hmm. um and i think he uses it also as a way to like not have to really deal with his own emotions about it Ooh, yeah that's Uh, a good that's a good 
um, observation. Yeah, he's funneling all of his rage into something else instead of, yeah, dealing with how it might have affected him personally. Yeah. And dealing with his own traumas and triggers and things like that. Yeah. And like, there's no perfect way to um, go through a healing journey from that. Mm -hmm. Uh, So no shade on any of the characters. Oh, no, no, (laughs) for sure. Make their decisions and they're all understandable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually extremely like teenage in the way that they, they do it. And And also human. It's just human. Yeah. Yeah. To make assumptions and Mm-hmm. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. um yeah so I think that it is really well done um and Veda and Mia get closer and closer and they become you know trauma bonded as you were saying and they do have a scene where they talk about um having sex and if they've ever had sex before or when they will have sex um and then they do have sex. <laughs> and then they do have sex, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, yeah, it's a very sweet, like, you don't really see anything. It's just more implied. I actually didn't know for sure if I they had sex. Until she told her mom. Yeah. Um, which, so cute. We have to talk I about that. So I love that scene. <laughs> um, but yeah, Veda, you know, freaks out. And she also hangs out with Quentin quite a bit throughout. Um, and also tries to kiss him at one point. Yeah, and after, like shortly after um, she has sex with Mia and Quentin's like, I'm really not in the right headspace for this. He's so adorable. I love him. I love him. He's such a good character. <laughs> oh, man. He's so cute. Um, He's hoping the best out of all of them. I know. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, obviously still struggling, but like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, he seems, for someone who has just had his brother essentially die right in front of him, um, he is coming at it from a very, like, he's just a person that can see how other people, where they're coming from. He can see their perspectives. And I like that he doesn't do the thing where he's like, never talk about my brother. Like, he wants to talk about him and, like, like keep him in memory in living memory that way and I think that's really beautiful it makes me cry (laughs) I know it's so sweet and like he tells Veda like you're the only one that's talking to me about it and I want to talk about him he was awesome you know like let's talk about all the good stuff he did um you know and eventually probably all the shitty things he did too because a brother (laughs) yeah exactly because he's a sibling and he annoyed me you know (laughs) but it's it's very genuine um that actor, Niles Finch, is also in This Is Us. Oh, and, he is. I haven't seen that show. Oh, my God. He plays young Randall. And that kid delivers every <laughs> scene he's in. I'm like, I love this kid so much. That actor is extremely talented. <laughs> I'll be watching him for sure. For sure. He has. Oh, my God. I can only imagine the career he has ahead of him. Yeah. It's be great. So exciting. <laughs> um. One of the things I do want to talk about is when Veda uh, does go back to school, finally, she is, like, so triggered. Yeah. Because the school, even when she goes back, is doing, like, 
procedures for like what to do when there's a gunman in the school yeah they're like literally having a lesson about it in class which I'm like I don't know how realistic this would be yeah um maybe it's something that they have them do on their first day back I don't know but it seems like well it seems like everyone kind of went back at different times and so yeah and it was like one of the last ones to go back it seemed like and so I don't know they were doing it like bad day randomly because the school had already been in session that's what I mean I'm like why now yeah um so that was another thing I kind of had to suspend disbelief on I'm like "Eh, this is weird um but she also won't go to the bathroom yeah because it's where it happened where her trauma happened so um yeah at one point she's leaving school she's trying to get home to go to the bathroom and someone like uh smushes a can Mm-hmm. like a can of soda and it sounds like a gunshot and she pees her pants which is like so sad yeah. and she was like you're so stupid veda you're so oh, dumb and it's yeah. like oh my god no honey yeah <laughs> you're traumatized yeah um and I, and even her dad later on in the film toward the very end she's like i'm sorry i've been acting the way i have been um which is essentially like staying out late or not coming home at all and you know coming home high or drunk and um you know doing drugs and being mean to her sibling um and her parents and the dad was like like basically thanks for apologizing but also like you just went through a very traumatic event (laughs) Yeah, he's not angry at all. No, he's just like there for her, and it's so sweet. And then they like yell off the cliff. <laughs> he's like, "Life is fucking hard," and then they're like yelling together, and it it's like this really cathartic moment and like a bonding moment for both of them. Mm-hmm. And I really liked that. Yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah, yeah. she ends up saying, "Fuck you, Matt Corkin." Yeah, <laughs> which is just like, yeah, that must yeah. feel really good. And then um, he's like, I'm, I love my daughter or something like, I'm proud of my daughter. And she's like, dad, stop. <laughs> We're not even swearing anymore, dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think right after that is that scene that we were talking about where she goes to her mom and she's like, you were right. <laughs> I was having sex with someone that day. And <laughs> I came home. It was a girl. I came home hungover and that's good right the sex stuff was with the girl so I won't get pregnant that's a bonus right (laughs) and then the mom's just like this is a lot to process right now and I think she just says like a drink got like a drink of wine and she's like all right uh let's talk about this (laughs) yeah I know but she's yeah she like doesn't have a bad reaction she's just kind of like okay I need to take all this in and Mm -hmm. that's fine and then Veda's like sorry was that too much and she's like no she's like I'm just gonna process it's It's like as a parent it's like everything you really wanted your kid to say and then it's just like yeah oh my god it happened all at once yeah oh my god I kind (laughs) of didn't want to know that but I'm glad I do yeah exactly like yeah so it's like I can only I can only imagine that like maybe in you know a couple years that will happen and I'll be like what (laughs) (laughs) or like you got high and you didn't call me to pick you up that's you know things like that (laughs) 
<laughs> you got drug you and call me to come pick you up. <laughs> um, Maybe they will call you to pick them up. Hopefully. Yeah. I mean, I basically sleep through anything. So good luck, kids. <laughs> good luck. <laughs> your account or whatever, your Lyft account. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so let's talk about that last scene. Yeah. Should it's, I describe it? Yeah, go for it. Want to describe it? You. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, Beta seems to be doing a lot better. Mia goes back to dance and Veda decides to go meet her after dance. So she's waiting outside the dance studio and they were texting and Mia's like, I'm almost done. Like I'm on my way out. And she looks more at peace than she has most of the movie. And then she gets this alert on her phone that like a news alert that there's been another school shooting somewhere in Ohio. I think this takes place in California. I, I think so too. No, I think so. Um, and she starts to sort of like hyperventilate and that's it. That's the end. Yeah. The movie fades to black as she's having a panic attack and all you hear. And while it's like sustained black and you just hear her breathing, mm-hmm. um, hyperventilating breathing, as you said, and it's just like very jarring and that like... <laughs> I'm getting choked him down. It's just like yeah. had me sobbing because it's yeah. true. Like it never ends. It just it never ends, and it happens all the time. Yeah, it and keeps happening. Yeah, and it was. I feel like it was a really, it was like heavy handed, but also like a good, you know, reminder of like, yeah, she will be fine, you know, in the long run, but. But also, like, none of us are fine. None, yeah, exactly. None of us are fine. And maybe now she might feel, at some point, she might feel like there's a way to be an activist. But now there's several other hundreds, maybe thousands of kids right now going through the same thing she is. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, holy shit. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. Like, so. it's definitely a really heavy ending but I appreciated it because it it is realistic Mm -hmm. like that's real life like that does keep happening yeah and it's the fact that it's like a news story that we're used to is so deeply fucked that like Mm -hmm. and that's just one of the things right like there's so many things in this country and in this world that just like ugh it's so it's it's hard to like think about it in a sustained way because it's just overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it's one of those things where I think even though at least I don't know if you had this when you were in high school but I did have drills once or twice we had um, bomb threats a lot when I was living in New York. We had bomb threats yeah. like every other week, practically, even in elementary school. And like nothing ever happened. And I remember as a kid thinking like, it's like horrible to admit, but as a kid, I was like, oh yeah, like another bomb threat. That means we get to go outside and hang out with our friends instead of being in class. Exactly. It's like, you don't really, as a kid, when you have those drills, like I, I get their purpose but yeah it was basically like a time to just like take a little nap yeah, in the exactly. corner of the classroom right 
it's just like i don't know it's it's hard to take it seriously unless it is serious yeah um and as a teenager you have that you know totally relevant Mm -hmm. experience of that won't happen to me totally you think that's not gonna happen here until something bad has happened to you like when you're a teenager you kind of just feel like that'll never happen to me or like now yeah yeah. like even as an adult yeah I'm like that's not gonna happen to me yeah I'll be fine yeah um and like something you have to tell yourself to get (laughs) exactly I was gonna say because it's something that like you do have to you don't want to be like a hypochondriac right it's not gonna (laughs) or like a total worry wart right um but yeah being prepared for the reality that something tragic could happen but it's like how do you do that Mm. and like still be stable (laughs) That's a really good question. Maybe I'll ask my therapist next time. <laughs> How do so, I do this? How do I prepare for the apocalypse while still keeping my shit together? <laughs> How do I go to work when shit's going down? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um. Anyway, not the most uplifting, but I still like this movie. And I don't yeah. think it's like entirely, I feel like there's hope. There's hope in the cracks here that comes through mm-hmm. and that's like life where it's like, yeah, everything is really overwhelming and horrible. But then there's like these moments of like connection and beauty and mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, there are some like pretty funny parts to the film. Oh yeah. There are some um, funny parts. The sister doing her TikTok dance. Oh my god. <laughs> the sister is such a character. That, yeah, I, that yeah, actress did such a good job. You did do a good job. Um, yeah. Oh my god. They're seen towards the end of the movie. Oh, I know. Oh, oh that killed me. So yeah. Amelia thinks Veda's mad at her like the whole movie because she's like, I almost got you killed because I texted you and you called me and you were in that hallway and you know she kept going on and on and um Veda was like I thought I only had like I could only text one person I thought I only had time to text one person and I texted you I love you so much you're the most important person in my life and it was just like uh. you know? <laughs> oh, God. yeah but yeah what a what an awful time you had to like get your period for the first time and yeah what a terrible it's getting like mega traumatized and that has ripple effects for everybody Mm -hmm. and it was so like oh my heart broke when she kept being like want to come to starbucks (laughs) and veda's like so withdrawn and um and amelia just kept being like oh do you want to do something (laughs) yeah because they have a very good relationship so clearly and it was like ripped away so fast and her sister's smart she's like you're always at a house near blah 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 and basically talking about mia's house yeah um yeah she she knows what's going on she's very perceptive Mm -hmm. um yeah and that's another element of the fallout it's not just like the students that are affected the students that die and the students that didn't die but it's their families and how the grief 
mm-hmm. of one person can affect a whole family mm-hmm. um affect a whole community yeah it's it says a lot <sighs> yeah man <laughs> so i mean I don't, I probably wouldn't watch it again because it was, it gave me the sads. Yeah. But <laughs> I would, as my person likes to call them. What'd you say? My person. She likes oh, to call them spicy sads. Spicy sads. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, I feel like I would recommend it, you know, if you're interested in the American teenage experience. Um, I did like how they portrayed like queer spectrum relationships queer identities um very nonchalantly yeah because it was not the focus of this story that's why like I remember you had um suggested it and I looked it up and I'm like is it gay (laughs) I mean no no advocate magazine put it out and was like 20 lgbtq films we're looking forward to or something like that yeah that's how i knew but otherwise i wouldn't have known like it's not obvious from the trailer or anything and it's also not like a big part of the plot no it's not um but these characters are queer yeah and it's still like great representation so um very well acted i would say i think everybody did a really good job acting yeah absolutely um which I feel really bad for Maddie Ziegler, honestly, because yeah. she got, she's in the CM movie music where she portrayed. Oh, I heard about that. Oh, a person man. with autism. I forgot about that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm so glad you did something that actually shows that you're talented because that is That's problematic. So very problematic. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that that was a thing. Yeah. Man. Um, it's like, but she was like, regrets it, so I'm told <laughs> to act like that. And it's just like, what do you do when yeah. you're directed to do that? Like, <laughs> so. Okay. Well, anyways, she's good in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And Jennifer that was amazing. She was like very magnetic to watch. And I feel like she did grief very well. Like all. Uh, Jenna Ortega. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's fantastic. Yeah. Um she is in Yesterday, um, which is like a a kids movie. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, I guess she was a child actor. Yeah, that's a cute movie. Um, apparently she's in Scream as well. The latest no, I'm not gonna watch that. I am definitely gonna watch it because I love that franchise. (laughs) Like I just that franchise is so like awesome, but um also like fucked up but now I definitely want to see it Mm -hmm. um I'll just ask you your thoughts on it I'm not oh yeah I don't really do horror movies I have a very low tolerance for that kind of thing yeah no no I'll be like it was scream (laughs) um yeah everyone did fantastic in this film I thought it was really well acted um a little heavy-handed at times, but still good. Yeah. I would recommend it uh, as long as you're prepared. Emotionally yeah. prepared. Yeah. You but I also won't watch it again just because yeah. of how, how yeah. sad and real it is. <laughs> yeah, you will laugh, you will cry, mostly cry. Yeah. <laughs> um, Anyways, have yeah. you seen this movie? 
If so, send us your thoughts. <laughs> Sarah is currently rocking, rocking, back and forth. rocking their body back and forth. <laughs> like like a weeble wobble robot. Um yes, please email us at um galpalswatch at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at galpalswatch. And Instagram at the same place, Gal Pals Watch. We would love to hear from you. If you have any recommendations of um, films that you would like for us to watch, let us know anywhere. Cool. Thanks for listening. And keep it hella gay.